Here we go. <clears throat> We're rolling. So five, four, three, two, one, and here we go. What up, man? We're doing a podcast with Scott Cast. He's in the Landy like Lodge that. today. I like that. You like that? Yeah, it's good. That's yeah, good. That's cool. why. That's why you do this. That's why I do this. <laughs> that's why I get up in the morning to come up with cool little slogans. But what's going on, man? Nothing, man. Nothing. Happy to be here. Uh, it's been a long time coming. Absolutely. I mean, we. I started working on your website with you. You came to me with this idea. What was it back in September, October? Dude, it was like last year. Well, well I mean, I, you first brought then, it up last year. And then I was like, no, nah, fuck it. It's too hard. I'm not doing it right now. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, when you finally decided, hey, we're gonna we're doing a blog thing. I yeah, feel like that was, was just a few months ago, and next thing we knew, the site was up. It was, it was, it's not, it's based maybe a month since that conversation. That, really? Yeah, like, Jeez. we we moved super fast. Well, dude, not only do we move super fast, you guys and the people you're working with are pumping out articles like crazy. Yeah, dude, we It had, is awesome. We had five posts out before we even launched the site. Like, I know. <laughs> I kept, I kept telling Pat, like, Pat, you know, like, we're launching real soon, and he just kept sending me shit over and over, I'm like... All right, Pat. Like, I gotta set my game up now because you can't have yeah, more than me when we want. You gonna be running the site at that rate? No, it's good to have somebody like that in your squad because you know Pat. Pat obviously has a love for it. I mean, yeah. he, him with baseball, he reverts right back to being a kid. So he's never gonna be short of something to say. Yeah, yeah. Pat. Pat eats, sleeps, and drinks baseball. Oh um, yeah. And baseball is like my least favorite sport to talk about. So, so he's the I'm perfect like, Pat, guy to have. Like you could write about anything you want, but if it's baseball related, it's even better because I I don't want to write about that. Well, it's funny because that's your that's like your most filled out category on the website. Yeah, it's right all now, it's all Pat. It's is fine. MLB. <laughs> <laughs> but I like it. You guys just put up your first NHL NHL article. Yeah, my friend Zook. My friend Andrew wrote that. I uh, met Andrew in college. We worked together at the Rec. Um, and he was one of the only people to respond to me when I asked, like, if anyone wants to join. He hit me up, like, right away. And I was like, Any- anything you want to write, you send it to me. I'm probably going to approve it. And Fuck I just yeah. put it up. And it was, like, span of, like, five days it was up. Yeah. And it was very well written. So I think he's definitely a good guy to have on your team. Um, and who's the uh, who's the fourth? Uh, that's my, my best friend, Tyler. Tyler. Um, okay. Yeah, I met him in school, too. Uh, he's like the he's the biggest Yankee fan I know. We go to games all the time together, um. So he's been so you got another MLB writer. Yeah, I mean he's he's a huge asset to have just in my life in general. Yeah. Um. Stand up fella. Yeah, and then to have him help me out with the site is is even better. Well, shout outs to you, Tyler, if you're listening. Uh, he better listen. I'm a, I'm gonna I'm make <laughs> is him. Is that listen. gonna be mandatory well, for the end of the bench squad? I'm, they have to listen. I'm to seeing him this weekend, so he's gonna listen to it whether he knows it right now or not. We're just gonna play it. Okay. <laughs> Well, what do you guys got going on this weekend? Ah, just going up to see him for the holidays. Oh, sweet man, where does he live? Connecticut. Okay, so yeah. okay, so that's where you went to school, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Okay, sweet. Well, let me ask you. Let's let's jump right into it. The NFL's insane. There's <laughs> yeah. no favorite. There's no. no. I mean, if you had to pick, who? What's your Super Bowl matchup right now? If you had to pick, which I know it's hard, but if you had to pick a Super Bowl matchup right now, who do you think it's gonna be? I'm going to go with the Saints and from the NFC. Saints and the NFC? Because I think it's going to go through New Orleans, and I don't, I don't see I a team too. beating them in New Orleans. Um, and then from the AFC, it's so tough as a Jet fan to say this, but like I I don't care how bad they looked on Sunday. I can't pick against Tom Brady. You're still like, I just can't. I can't oh, pick. I, I hate my life so much for saying that right now, but I just can't. I can't not pick Tom Brady. Well, I mean, he's done it time and time again. He's an anomaly. He's yep. only getting better with age, even though this year seems to be a little slower. Yeah, no, which is for good sure. news. I mean, we haven't re- reached that Max Kellerman cliff. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if we're gonna reach that for a while, but. You know, he's slowing down. I don't know. I think the Chargers are going to pull it off in the AFC. I would love to see they, the Chargers pull it Phillip off. I want Phillip Rivers getting his ring. They seem to be the hot hand. In the NFC, I mean, <sighs> New Orleans is going to get the home field advantage. Um, I, I I'd be shocked so, yeah. if they didn't. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's hard not to pick them. I'd like to say Los Angeles could pull it off, but I don't know. Fucking Foles just dismantled them. Dude, Foles? They've lost two of their last three. Let me tell you something about Foles. Yeah, let's go. Bring it on. Dude, so, I, so- I, I was watching the game, the Eagles game on, on Sunday, and I saw this this thing. The Eagles, like, they, they can get in if they win out and the Cowboys lose out. They win the division. Or yeah. if uh, they win out these last two and Minnesota loses yeah. one. But not yeah. even that. I just saw the win out and the Cowboys lose out part, and I was like, my dad's a Cowboy fan. And I'm like, 
that one. That's no, definitely going to happen. Dude, I That's hope. Definitely Honestly, happen. I think the Giants <laughs> would beat them in week 17. Yeah. I think Dallas yeah, would choke probably, in week 17. Probably. And who do they have this week? I have no idea. You have no idea? No, I run a pick sure, week, but I have no idea the games. <laughs> Bro, I have. I was one. I think I'm one and done with pickums, not participating in winning. Because oh, I, I finished top of the league last year. Now I'm yeah. 28th. Well, you're you're I'm the trash. you're the reason why we changed the league to spreads. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know. I when know. you told me, yeah, I won because all I do is pick favorites. All I do is pick the favorites. I'm like, all right, well, spreads are in now, so good luck with that. <laughs> it didn't go very well. No. So I'll have to apply a new technique next year. But um, when did, did you start that? Was the Pick'em the first year last year? And what's the drive to do so, the Pick'em? Being that you're the com- you're not only running your own sports blog site, you're the commissioner of your own NFL Pick'em. So, so where did that come from? Pick'em started when it was just me, James Buccio, and Matt DeFranco. We just did a three-person Pick'em. Wow. We, I did it all on Excel. I would send, <laughs> I would, I'd put a list together of all the games that week and i would send it to them they would pick i'd put it on excel i'd send the excel out like this is this is who you guys got and we just did straight up games no spreads it was like 20 bucks and then winner take all and that was the only year i won <laughs> well how long so, ago was that so then that was two years ago okay okay so it hasn't been much time it's no, not like so, that happened when y'all were in eighth grade no no yeah. <laughs> so then last year we said like fuck it we're just gonna we're gonna do this on yahoo and we're gonna make it explode and now all three of us basically suck at pick them <laughs> well where are you where are you where i'm in like 20th place 20 okay so you're chilling in the cellar with yeah, me i mean like i know if i were to win there would be so much conspiracy shit that there'd I be no my... conspiracy <laughs> shit there'd be no conspiracy shit I don't how know. could there be conspiracy in a pick them how do you cheat a pick them dude you know our friends fair it would... fair, yeah, no <laughs> it no would, it would happen and it won't be long before they get me to turn coat Exactly. <laughs> exactly. No, conspiracies but, are fun. Yeah. But I, I love running pick. Like, running pick is easy. Yeah. Like, I got, like, eight people who I always have to text. But, like, I don't need to text. I'm a good guy. I could let you suck and never forget your Well, never so this is why it's going to be hard to build a conspiracy against you. Yeah, if you true. get some of those pe- those eight people to testify in your favor, then yeah. I don't know. I, I feel like you could you dismantle any case against you. You know what sucks? Like, of those eight people, yeah. they're, like, all in the top 15. Is that? Oh my god! Because they're not overthinking it. So they're like, and that's only, half of it. They're only doing well because I because you keep tell reminding them, them to do their picks. Well, damn. <laughs> well, maybe maybe you know this year you 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 rule you you added the spreads. Maybe next year you could subtract the reminders. Yeah, I may because I want to grow it even bigger. And that's going to be hard hard to regulate. Yeah, and I'm just gonna be like, you guys are on your own. Well, I think the, I think Yahoo sends an email reminder anyway. If you click that box, but you know, people in emails, they're like. Oh, I don't want another Good email. Point. Good point. <laughs> Is there any way to send like push notifications? I doubt it, but probably not. Probably I mean, not. Yahoo yeah. app is not very sophisticated. I've noticed <laughs> it's very simple. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty easy. Well, My call, parents we'll, don't know how to use it, but it's pretty easy. You know, I was about to call it user friendly, but I guess not. No, no. God damn it, no. But let me ask you, because. I won't lie. I want, I want to jump into baseball a little bit. I know it's yep. your least favorite one to write about, yep. but there's been a lot going on in New York baseball this oh, yeah. offseason. Yep. Um, I will admit, when the Mets first hired Brody, I wasn't psyched. But then he did his Francesa interview, mm-hmm. and I got a little hyped. How would you rate his offseason so far? If the offseason ended today, what would your grade be? I'd give him a, at least a B. I would think so too. Yeah, I mean, like especially he, after the Ramos deal. Yeah, the Ramos deal is solid. It's yep. two years, which, by the way, you know who's a free agent in two years? Who? JT Real Muto. Oh my god! <laughs> so you get. Wilson, I didn't even look at it from so that. You get angle. Wilson Ramos for two years, and then and then replace him Real Muto. Yeah, that's but, excellent. And that I mean, like he acquired a person who is your best hitter now on the team, in Robinson Cano. You think Cano is better than Cespedes? Yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I don't know if I'd agree with that. A healthy well, Cespedes, I think, is better than Cano. Well, you're not going to get a healthy Cespedes till like, maybe August. So oh, <laughs> Man, is it really that bad? Yeah. I thought so. they'd at least get him back by the All-Star break. I mean, even when Cano, like, when he got back from steroids, he still hit, like, 300. Yeah. No, so he's like, honestly, he's one of the most reliable and dependable people in the game. Yeah. He'll be on the field. The guy seldom oh, yeah. misses a game, except now he's a Met. And in his so, later years, so he's probably gonna blow out a knee tear, rounding second. He'll tear his ACL. I'll give him till yeah. June. <laughs> <laughs> but do you think 
do you think Brody's done, or do you think there's another splash coming? Or do you think that's it? He's got his lineup. He got his catcher. I think he, there's rumors they're going for Mustakas. That wouldn't be bad. I thought I've wanted Mustakas a while. Year. I've wanted Mustakas yeah. a while. And honestly, I mean, Mustakas just never gets any love. Never. So he could get him for super cheap. You know something? There was and a, that's that's the Mets way. If, if we can get him for super cheap, we'll get him. It's fine. <laughs> well, especially if you don't have to give up any prospects either. Yeah. Um. But I remember back when the Mets were in the World Series in 2015, and Mustakas was on Kansas City. Mm-hmm. And I remember no, I forgot whose head Noah threw at, but there was some tension between the teams, and Noah threw at a guy's head. And they panned to fucking um, Moustakis. Oh, I wouldn't want to fuck with that guy. And he went, okay, <laughs> fuck you, bitch. And he could read his lips. It was very easy. And I remember thinking, like, initially I reacted like, yo, fuck you, Moustakis. But in my head I remember going, yo, but if he was on my team, that would fire me. Yeah, up. I'd want. It's like when CeCe did that against Tampa Bay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you would want that on your team. Yeah. But, you know, I hope they get Moustakis. This, is a, this has been the most exciting Mets offseason since fucking Omar Minaya. And that's yeah. saying something. And I saw you just put it up on, on your Instagram, which everybody at Scott cast, if you want live sports updates, <laughs> as well as an insight to this gentleman's life. Um, Carlos Beltran got a job with the Yankees. He's a special advisor. Wow. Yeah, the Yankees just keep making great moves. So what is a, do you know what is a special advisor? He's ba- he's what does gonna, that mean? He's going to definitely be around at spring training um, with the young guys. That, does this mean he's there to translate English for the Spanish speaking prospects? I mean, honestly, that's not a bad job. Oh, I'm not saying that. there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> definitely that's, need you know? that. It's going to be like an A-Rod role, basically just he goes and there to teach the squad. Yeah. And you know, I'm sure Cashman will rely on Beltran for some sort of advice. Um, but I think it's mainly just to help the, the young guys in the system. I would hope so. I mean, yeah. the Yankees have put together a pretty decent farm system. Oh, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't call it maybe top five in baseball, but it's definitely up there. I think it's still um, considered top five, but it's not It's not what it was when we first made the Andrew Miller trade. Well, and, and now you got all, all your guys have come up. You've got yeah. guys like Andujar come up. Um, yeah. uh, was, even guys like Aaron's Judge, um, yep. who he had a kind of a slow second half. Yeah, um, well, does that hurt. should that worry Yankee? I was gonna say, should that worry Yankee fans, nah. or can you write it off as he was just playing with an injury? I think. Well, he wasn't even playing with it. He got hurt and he missed like sixty games, mm-hmm. and then he came back and I mean he he killed it in the playoffs. He was our easily our best player in the playoffs. So there, no I, there's kidding. there's nothing to worry about with Aaron Judge. I mean, I I love that. Okay, man. I, mean, we'll, <laughs> I love that man. We'll take we'll take your word for it. We'll take your word for it. Um, but. As a Jets fan, oh boy! Is, <laughs> can I enjoy a little bit of Yankees talk first? Before all right, all right. We go you know we can, we can hold, we can hold off on it. We can hold off on it if you want. We're only twelve minutes in. Yeah, we, we can got... sa- we can save Jets for for later. But yeah, we, if you want to can... keep if you want to keep gelling on the Yankees, yeah, we could do like a minute do of the you, Jets later. Do you think the Yankees are going to be able to compete with Boston this year, or do you think Boston will still be the American League powerhouse? No, I mean I think we competed with Boston last year. I mean we won a hundred games. They had an amazing season. Um, but I mean, if Aaron Boone doesn't make two minor fuck ups in the postseason series, we could have won. Things our could series. be different. Things could be you different. Know, I mean, we we have enough to to compete with them now. But I mean, it all it all depends on our pitching. If Paxton works out, if CC well, gives Paxton us anything, was a hell of a pickup. I love the pickup. And you guys broke that story early. Uh, yeah, the Paxton pick right up. away. I that. Right over. That was the first story Tyler wrote. Yeah, and it, it was ha- boom. It like happened, right after it happened, it happened. I was like, "You want to write about it?" And he's like, "Absolutely." And I'm like, "All right, get it up. <laughs> like, let's go." <laughs> Which is crazy. And you guys were ahead of the curve on the Cano deal too. Just want to throw that out there. Yep. Um, yep. but going going back to the Yankees, Jeter retired in what year? I don't even remember. Twenty what, three years ago. I was three four. I I just I turned twenty one, so like four years ago. Four years ago. Yeah, I Do was you, at uh, Newbridge Inn for his final game at Yankee Stadium. Really? Yeah, and I I, I almost cried. I was gonna say that place <laughs> must have exploded when Jeter hit that bomb, was, right? Yeah, it was awesome. That place awesome. must have exploded, dude. <laughs> That's always a good atmosphere to be in as a sports fan. Like it's one thing to be at the stadium yep. around those akin to you. Yeah. When the when the big event goes down, but it's also there's something special about being in the bar with yep. all those people who love the team so much that even when they can't make it to the game, yep. they go somewhere to watch the game. They kind of want that camaraderie. Yeah. So I have like three. Like if it's like I was at the wild card game at Yankee Stadium. So if it's like a a wild card game, I want to be at the stadium. 
if it's like any other game in the series, I'll be at the stadium or at the bar, and that's fine. But if it's like game seven of the World Series, like my phone's off, I'm at home, I'm a hermit, like don't even talk to me. Like, you wouldn't I'm, watch it with your Yankee fan friends? No. Really? No, you would no. just you just isolate. Yeah, no, I'd be I'd, I'd have to be on my own because I don't even, I don't know what would happen if we lost in game seven. That's fair, man. I mean, you saw the way I was during the Eagles Super Bowl. Dude, like was, yeah, I probably should have been in isolation. I wouldn't have been able to do that. Well, uh, if, if the Jets ever make it to the Super Bowl, like I'll be like fifty at that point. I'll have to like watch it with my kids. Um, yeah, I thought we were saving the Jets talk. <laughs> But now, since you brought the Jets up, I'm not yeah, letting you get yeah. away with it now. Yeah, let's do it. I want to talk to you, because I've talked to a lot of people about this on this podcast. I want your perspective on Sam Darnold. I think Sam Darnold is being a rookie right now. I think he's shown glimpses of things that he can do really well. He's shown glimpses of things he has to work on. Mm-hmm. But he also has, like, not a lack of talent around him. He has, like, zero talent around him. I wouldn't disagree year. with you. I mean, like, Robbie Anderson's a nice player. Quincy Newell's a nice player. But, like, I mean, what are we talking about here? Like, who? Yeah, he's <laughs> he got th- no one to throw threw, to. He probably he's got threw no to better people him. at high school. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> I would say he's probably been throwing to better people on defense. Yeah. No, yeah, probably. Which, you know, I feel like the major criticism about Darnold has been his interception numbers. And I don't think that's a fair criticism. Yeah. Because a rookie court, historically, a rookie quarterback's interception numbers are always like grossly inflated. Yeah, and I mean, he had high interception numbers at USC his final year. Mm-hmm. So, like, do you expect it to be better when you play better talent? Like, no, I don't understand just, what people wanted right away. You should have like, known what you were getting into. He's got a he's got a wild gun. Yeah, but he's got a good throw. Yeah, you know, I was watching Cam Newton last night with the Panthers Saints game. And, you know, one of the announcers brought up a good point is that he's all arm, man. He's all up. He doesn't body. throw with his leg. No. You know? And I, first of all, I'm as stunned as I am impressed that you can make it to that level at an all upper body throw. Yeah. But Sam Darnold's got one of those throws with his motion that is just, it's, just, it's what allows him to have such a good arm, you know? It's beautiful. Yeah, no. It's literally beautiful. You have talent to build on. The problem is you have to surround him with talent or yeah. else, you know. We have him. We have talented pieces on the defensive end. But, but we, we need we need weapons. And that's why we got $100 million in salary cap for this offseason and a good draft pick. I was going to say, a Ho- great draft pick. Hopefully we'll get, like, a, a pass rusher. That'd be nice. Because, um, I mean, you're not going to get a receiver or running back that high. That'd be overpicking in this draft. Um, I think so, too. Yeah, I mean, there's no, like, that's the one thing that sucks. There's not really that surefire wide receiver that's going to be on the market as of yet. I feel like that's been the the case with a lot of positions because I feel like the Giants fans who are talking about quarterbacks kind of don't know where to look either. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Which, speaking of which, do you think Eli has one more full season in him or do you think this was the final full season of Eli Manning New York gets to watch? Full season? Yeah, was was this year the final full season of Eli Manning or do you think he'll get – one year to kind of mentor in the new quarterback next year. So I'm going to say it's his last final season. Oh, it's his last full season. Last full season. He's. I think he's going to be back on the Giants next year. I, think I the feel Giants, like he has to be. I think the Giants will draft a quarterback. They should. And Eli will play most of the year. It probably won't go well. And then they'll bring the kid in. Okay. And now I, you tell I think me. that's how it's going to happen. Now you tell me, Eli Manning, yay or nay, greatest quarterback in New York history. Oh, my God. In New you York and, history. You and your Eli love. I'm just asking a question. I mean, in New York history, that's not like saying a lot. I'm, yeah, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know if I want to belittle Eli I'm like not, that. <laughs> I'm not saying Denver Broncos history. I'm not saying Pittsburgh Steelers history. I am asking New York football history. Yeah, I mean, I don't know like historic. Is he our flagship quarterback as a state? To me, he is. I mean, I don't know historic football well enough to, like, tell you about Joe Namath. Well, Namath's but, numbers like, definitely aren't anywhere I'm, near Eli's. I'm going to go out on a whim and say Eli's the best quarterback New York has seen. Well, it'll be sad to see him Besides, go. like, you know, Mark Sanchez. He's Oh, Mark Sanchez is great, <laughs> which I was so hyped when they brought him into that Redskins game. Dude, against I the think, Eagles? I think everyone was hyped. Oh, Mark my Sanchez God. The and, then game. <laughs> and then Peterson had the 95-yard run. I'm like, is Mark Sanchez going to get this win right now? Well, that's how that's how he won all his games with the Jets, <laughs> <Yeah>. too. <laughs> it just wasn't Adrian Peterson. It was someone else. <laughs> oh, which reminds me. I saw a fucking commercial. I'm trying to remember for what movie it was. It was for Aquaman. They okay. did, I don't know if you saw this in the game last night. They advertised Aquaman with Rex Ryan. 
<laughs> like Rex Ryan carried a commercial to advertise Aquaman. I was like, who the fuck at Warner Brothers was like, guys, you know how we get people to see this movie? Rex Ryan. Dude, Rex Ryan is like, he's a man of so many talents. None of which is head coach of a football team. But like anything else, he's gold. He's charismatic <laughs> as fuck. I'll give him that. The man's charisma. But bro, didn't he tattoo like a picture of like of Mark Sanchez of like his wife in a Sanchez jersey or yeah. something? Something. I think I thought it was just a tattoo of Mark Sanchez. Honestly, it might be. Oh, that'd be so weird. Imagine Rex Ryan is like the one of three people I, in the world with a Mark Sanchez tattoo. You know. Well, first of all, why are there three? Uh, and, you gotta think and, there's two fucked up Jets fans second, out there. Second of all, I hope he didn't remove it. Like I want him to oh, take that to his grave. I hope he does too. <laughs> I hope he does. I hope when they dig him up in like fucking you know three hundred years after society's collapsed, they just yep. see a shade of the the legacy of Mark Sanchez. Dude, I hope he has more. Like we only know one, but he has like this whole like I want to have like this whole shrine of Mark Sanchez on his back. I want <laughs> like that would be insane. <laughs> I want to believe he had some kind of like voodoo totem for Sanchez that he kept. As long as the totem was kept safe, the Jets would thrive. He had a fight with his wife one night, and she like threw it in the toilet, and that's when the butt fumble happened, and it all began to collapse. Which was Rex Ryan even the coach during the butt fumble? I can't I even mean, remember. It sounds like something he was the coach for. Uh, I don't <laughs> think so. Considering neither, I mean, yeah, no, yeah. but I, I don't think. Um... I don't think Mark outlasted Rex Ryan, so I think they were always intertwined. I would hope so, considering the tattoo. Yeah. No, could you imagine? You get the tattoo, and you're like, hey, Rex, uh, you're fired, actually. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, we're a little concerned about your uh, mental you're health Sanchez. right now. <laughs> <laughs> so we're just going to let you go. He's <laughs> got Sanchez bobblehead on his desk. Oh, man. That'd be funny. Do you think the Jets are going to get a new coach? I well, hope so. You Todd, hope so? You're not Todd a fan Bowles, of this guy? Todd Bowles is literally like one of my least favorite people on the face of the earth. You think he's done after the year? Yeah. Yeah? I think so. I would hope it, so. It sucks because I think Todd Bowles would be great as a defensive coordinator for this team because like, I do see the guys wanting to play for him and like they actually do like him mm-hmm. from everything I hear. But you can't go from head coach to defensive coordinator. On the same team. And it just kind of sucks. It doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. The guys won't have respect for you like that, you know? It just kind of sucks because I do think, like, he would still have value in that role for us. But, I mean, you you got to cut bait. It's hard to get to to that level without having some kind of value in the game of football. Like, it's hard to become a head coach if you really don't have anything to offer. But um, I had my buddy Phil on here before, and he was saying the Jets historically have gone for defensive-minded coaches. Of course. Do you think it's time for them to move in another direction, maybe get an offensive-minded head coach? It's been time to have an offensive (laughs) head coach. But, yeah, I mean, if you draft a kid in Sam Darnold as high as you did, You'd be doing him a misservice if you don't. Well, I was just tr- saying. If you don't at least try to get the offensive guy, like it's one thing you try. You really love like two guys that get jobs somewhere else, and you like gotta get someone else that's mm-hmm. not an offensive guy. Like that's one thing, but you gotta try. You got it. You've decided that you're gonna lead with the offensive. Foot. Yeah. You know, yeah. you're deciding you're building the team around a guy like Sam Darnold. You want somebody there that's gonna be able to communicate with him and know, you know, yeah. be able to create plays with him it's- and. You know, whatever it's head the coaches most, and QBs do. It's the most important offseason in Jets history since I've been alive. Since you've been alive. Yeah. What about the offseason where they got Favre? It, Did this, you not think that would turn the whole franchise around? This is the most important offseason in Jets history <laughs> since I've been alive. <laughs> well, I hope so, man. Listen, I... Uh, as an Eagles fan, I'm more I'm definitely look more kindly upon the Jets than I do the Giants. Well, yeah. Being that you guys aren't in my division. Um... So I'd like to see the Jets do well. I mean, the Giants have won two Super Bowls in my lifetime. I think yep. as a Mets fan, I know what it's like to be the lesser New York team, at least, you know, in the era that you're born. So I'd like to see the Jets get a get a win or two. Dude, me too. In fact, I have a, I have a secret. I have like a secret um, thing that I'm rooting for. I want the uh, the Jets to win a Super Bowl before the Saints do, for reasons you and I well, yeah, exclusively hold we on have, to. We have this fraud of a friend who claims <laughs> yeah. he's a Saints fan. I would just like to but. see the Jets <laughs> get the win. I had, a, I had a friend of mine, I'll refrain from saying his name. I remember being there that night where he was a Giants fan his whole life. But then he turned coat and became a Patriots fan. Oh, and that same God. season was when Eli and the Giants beat the Patriots for yeah. the first time. And he I remember, deserved it. He I remember looking it. at him and he was just... 
destroyed. <laughs> it's like, you know, he was already an atheist in eighth grade, so he didn't believe in much, <laughs> but he thought he could believe in the Patriots. I mean, I don't blame him. Like, yeah. if, if there's one thing to believe in, it, it's Tom Brady. But, <laughs> but then you, like, to think that moment could have been his, to watch his team take down, like, the evil empire of, yep. of the NFL. That's but, hilarious. you know, it'd be funny to see that happen again, you know, but in a different pattern, I so, guess we'll say. So are the Jets your AFC team? Like, do you have... No, no, Cleveland so, Browns, baby. So you... <laughs> Cleveland, I'm, I'm Team Baker. We're going all the way next year. The Browns are going to win the Super Bowl uncontested. The other team's just going to forfeit the day yeah. of the Super Bowl. What if, it, what well, if it's Browns-Eagles? Well, uh, the Eagles will forfeit because what I think is going to happen because... <laughs> What's going to happen next year is Carson's going to get injured again. We're going to learn that Carson Wentz is just an injury-prone quarterback, and we're doomed. Yep. But Nick Foles will come in to save the day again and lead us to our third straight Super Bowl. Except- <laughs> That'd be an amazing story. <laughs> <laughs> like I would love for that to be true. I, I honestly would love for that to be true. No, no. Actually, what's funny about that, and um, you know, I apologize, Joe, if you didn't want me putting this on air, but it's too late. I've already decided I'm doing it. So you know that him and I had the bet last year, and he lost the, Dude, that was the epic. bet to me. That was epic. So he put $20 on the Eagles about two weeks ago for them to win the Super Bowl and yeah. the payout is $1,030. So he gets his money back. So if the Eagles that's win the Super man. Bowl that's this year, he that's gets his it. money back. That's, worth so it. that's almost the subplot I'm most interested in when it comes to football. But with that said, what I think is going to happen is because Big Dick Nick owns Philadelphia, but then pictures of Baker Mayfield's dick are going to leak hmm. and they're going to be bigger than Nick Foles' hmm. dick and the Eagles are just going to forfeit. And that's it. Wow. That's, that, I mean, that's some reason to forfeit. I mean... When when your entire ego is based off the name Big Dick Nick, and then you yeah. know Baker the Quaker comes in with a twelve Baker foot dog. Is that, is that his official nickname, or is that As is that Browns. the Landy is that the Landy Lodge official nickname for Baker Mayfield? As an AFC Browns fan, yes, that's the name I'm giving. All right, all right, that's fair. That's fair. Baker the Quaker Mayfield. Yeah, that's that's epic. so it was about a year ago you said Mm -hmm. something quite profound to me i'm not sure if you remember (laughs) you told me to meet up with you (laughs) you told me to meet up with you we were going to newbridge for one of the night games and Mm -hmm. this is back when i lived in merrick and we didn't live very far from each other at all so we just met up and we walked to newbridge i remember we were talking and you're like man this is why i love sports because this was during the whole election cycle and all that shit was going on this is two years ago actually excuse me um, and you're like, man, sports just give us something to get away from all that fucking bullshit. You know, that we don't have to talk and argue about our fucking worldviews. We can exactly. go play pretend tribalism, have a drink, and all enjoy <laughs> each other. Exactly. Um, is How long have you carried that perspective of sports with you? Is that something newly manifested, or is that something you kind of picked up on when you were younger? No, definitely, like, um, when 9-11 happened, and, like, baseball went on, like, a, a brief hiatus, and rightfully so. And then when it came back, um, I thought it it was just exactly what the world needed. And I always like, I mean, I was I was in like third grade when that happened, so like I couldn't articulate what I right. what I felt. But like that you that's definitely it. that's definitely when it started. Like looking back on it, like Piazza's home run is like the most iconic. Oh my god! It's like one of the most iconic moments in my sports life, dude. Like, I, I remember. I was I was a bit of a paranoid kid where after that shit went down after yeah. you know nine eleven went down I was worried like yo are, is there just gonna be war on my front on my front lawn yeah and even though our parents and teachers assured us that wouldn't happen there was always that part of me and I'm sure there's many other people maybe even yourself who kind of still had that fear of like yo what if what if things get worse what if yeah. attacks come to my my backyard and when Piazza hit that home run, that's kind of the moment where, as a kid, I was able to be like, nah, it's going to be all right. Yeah, because Piazza's well, here. Mike, Mikey's here. It's it, we all good it's now. It's all going to be okay. <laughs> you know, and even though, like, you, you, that is relatively an illusion, just because yeah. Mike Piazza hit a home run doesn't mean I'm safe from terrorism. Right. But it, it was such a sense of unity. And, like, I came – I was raised by Yankee fans, as I mm-hmm. like to say. I lived in a house of Yankee fans. Yeah, and your brother after, goes to more games than me. Exactly. You know, and, and after that home run happened, like – Everyone in my house was screaming with joy. Yeah. And it was just like, you know, life goes on and we all still have each other. Mm-hmm. And part of the beauty of sports is that it gives us something to unite under. Yeah. We all we all cooperate both as players and spectators to show up, respect the game we're watching, and 
be thankful that we are able to enjoy pleasantries such as competitive sports. You yeah. know? And if you can't enjoy pleasantries during competitive sports, you drink at the bar. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and well, then you're still good. And you're still good. There's something for everybody at the game, man. <laughs> you know, because if the Knicks suck, you're drinking. And Oh, you yeah. Know. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, the Knicks make... I'm not a big basketball fan, but if I'm watching... I bet you if I'm watching the Knicks at the bar, I drink proportionately more. Yeah. You know? Without a doubt. Well, not at the garden, because at the garden you can't afford to to drink that much at the garden. But I I <laughs> I haven't been to the garden in a long time. So you don't want to be there on Thursday. Yeah, Rangers yep. game. No, I'm going to uh, Duke Texas Tech. For... Duke Te- well, you're a big Duke fan. Yeah, too. Duke's my and team. And you've been that way since yeah. I've known you. Duke's my since my you're squad. like 12, 13. You've always yeah, had like a Duke sweatshirt since or before a Duke that hat. too. Yeah. So as someone who's never gotten into college sports, yep. Where where does that come from? Like where why Duke? Why not so, Syracuse? You know why? Why? Why Duke? So Duke started. I I I got turned on to Duke through my sister, my older sister. Um, I don't know why I said older. I only have one sister, but whatever. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, she is your <laughs> older sister. It's an appropriate adjective. Um, and she she loved UConn women basketball. And at the time, I'm like, I can't I can't get behind women's basketball. Like, it's not as exciting. Now, I love women's basketball. Well, it's fundamentals. Yeah. Straight up fundamentals. It's, it's beautiful to watch. But I still Defense. love the men. I still love the men's game more. Um, and That's she sexist. And, you know, you know I'm honest. You know, it's okay <laughs> if you're honest. <laughs> Apparently. That'll get you the fucking president of the United States. Exactly. Um, and she, she loved Duke. And it was around the time J.J. Redick was, like, the okay. biggest star at college. So, basically, I think I'm a Duke fan because my sister loved J.J. Reddick. Okay, so, so basically, had early exposure. Yeah, so basically, J.J. Reddick being, like, a, a relatively good-looking college kid is the reason why I like Duke. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's funny how, like, the ripples of other people's decisions reflect on yep. whoever's watching them. And then, and then I see that we win, like, all the time, I'm like, oh. I'm a Jet fan, so I need this team. <laughs> well, you know how I became a Mets fan is I was uh, I was a young kid, and uh, Andrew mm-hmm. uh, had gotten a pack of baseball cards. Yeah. There was a Mets player in it, so he just threw it on the ground. <laughs> that was my first baseball card. That is a, such a stereotypical Yankee fan. Yep, just like, threw that, the Mets card is, on the ground. That is why people don't like Yankee fans. Exactly. Right? <laughs> well, the, well, I mean, it created a Mets fan. That's true. I picked it up. It's a Butch Husky bat. I, I mean, not a Butch Husky bat. It's a Butch Husky card. I have a Butch Husky bat. Um, I keep it in my closet, but... Um, just in case. Yeah. Just in case. Oh, just in case, man. <laughs> I hear enough knocks going around. Butch Husky to the rescue. Um, which, what a badass name. That's For a, a guy who's such a mediocre baseball player, that's like what not, a badass name. That's not even a baseball player name. Like It's like a pro wrestler name. Okay, you went that. I, Where that's were a, you going? That's a porn star name. Porn star. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's Only the, does doggy style. Yeah. Butch Husky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like that's that's easy, easily what his parents wanted him to be. I'm, I'm now. Up. <laughs> I'm now afraid that I'm gonna Google Butch Husky what he's up to now and find out he's been into just some do it sm- like smut films. Do it on like incognito mode, just in, like just in case. Bro, I do everything on incognito <laughs> mode. <laughs> like I told you, I was a paranoid as a kid. That hasn't changed. <laughs> Um, speaking of which, I think there's this conspiracy in the NFL mm-hmm. of, uh, players who make up funny names cause they don't want people tracking them. Like, am I supposed to believe somebody's name is haha Clinton Dix? That's a great point. You know, um, am I supposed to believe that <laughs> I, Fletcher Cox? Well, I mean, Cox is a last name. I, I know, mean, but it, like Fletcher like, almost sounds like like Flexer. Like well, Flexer Cox. I, I mean, I think you're you're stretching on that one. Am I stretching? You got you I got something with ha 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 ha. Clint Dix is right up there. Because like I don't I know. I didn't have a good silver for that gold. I would find it very strange for a parent to be like, you know, the baby comes out the womb. Oh, you're a ha 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 ha. Like like I don't think that's what gonna happen. <laughs> but what if the kid came out laughing? I guess maybe then it's appropriate. Maybe like the one the, kid who didn't come out screaming in blood was I just like, like laughing. I feel like if a kid comes out laughing, like you should be scared. You should probably just like put that back in. <laughs> be like, this no, needs we're more doing, time to we're doing it again. <laughs> Holy shit! Yeah, I'm pretty sure scientifically that's not possible, but like you, we will you find should, a way. Scott. <laughs> I mean, we'll eventually we'll find a way. You would hope so. Which, speaking of which, let me ask you with. Technology. This comes up a lot mm. on this podcast, and yes. it's an easy thing to to you know tie into sports. Mm. What are some of the technological advances you could be seeing 
made in sports in the next five years? Like, do you think we'll see less umpires and referees and more automated calls? Um, I how do you, what do you foresee happening now that all this new technology is developing? I unfortunately think that, like, the strike zone will eventually be fully digital and that umpires won't even be behind the plate. That's one. Uh, I think replay will just get better and faster. Some, I mean, it, fa- I think we've seen it, it has to be hand. faster, first of all. Yeah. <laughs> There's no way it can be this slow all the time. Um, but And then other than that, like I think there's going to be more technology developed in order to track players' health during practices and during games. That's good. I think that's the biggest one to me that's going to... So more like uh, like analytic performance analytics. Yeah, you think yeah. is really the wave we're going to see Basically. coming next. Yeah. Well, I mean, you've seen it take over in baseball. Um, <clears throat> I, I almost feel like keeping track of batting average, home runs, and RBI is almost obsolete in baseball now. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna approach a time I think where like the traditional slash line is batting average, slugging percentage, and on base. I think it's batting it's all average, on base percentages. Like, it's not I even about the numbers. Eventually, anymore. we're gonna get to a like get to a point where it's like something totally different like the slash line is going to be three advanced stat like statistics war and then the next yeah. two things yeah. <laughs> that like never even existed i'm excited for it i mean if it improves the game i i feel like since the anal- i guess we'll call it the analytic wave since the Moneyball craze in the mid 2000s mm. um or you know early mid 2000s since then i feel like we've seen the game almost retreat back towards its pitchers yeah. You know, we had a pretty, like, it was a pretty offensive-based game until about the late 2000s, and lately I feel like we're seeing pitching and bullpen almost take priority over hitting. Yeah. Well, I mean, the steroids are definitely, they're not out of the game, but, but they're, they're, they're going to be phased out. Yeah. And then, you know, umpires, they just, they give the advantage to the pitcher because they need it. Well, yeah. They need it's it. But, game. But then on the other side, like, they need, they need to make the strike zone more of what it used to be cuz like as a pitcher you have like a like this much room and if i know you're, if you're not watching on youtube like literally it's like, giving it's like, like 5 inches 5 inches yeah. of like that's the strike zone like it has to be more traditional and that'll also speed the game up of baseball which hopefully that'll bring people back well it. i think i feel like it's obviously trying to speed up baseball in some yeah. ways I think they're doing it all the wrong ways. I think what you brought up is a good example of how to speed up the game without literally tampering with it. Yeah, I mean, if you just call strikes, like, it's going to go faster. Well, it's almost like our <laughs> slow-pitch softball league. That's why you start. Well, you think maybe that's how baseball should be? Should you start one ball, one strike now? I want a professional slow-pitch softball league. In- I, I mean, instead. I think... <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think it could start one one ball, one strike. Like, I yeah, think, obviously. I think eventually, like... If you get to like the 18th inning, I think you could like start experimenting that because like after games like, have to end after 13 innings, I'm like no, nah, like I don't care. I'm the same uh, boat, man. <laughs> I'm done. Dude, but there were some nights when I was younger where I'd stay up for full. Like there was like a 16 inning game, Mets Cardinals with a Beltron walk off. I stayed yeah. up for the whole fucking thing. But that's cool when you're a kid. When you're a kid, yeah. Now you know you either got work the next day or you know some shit you got to do or you're just fucking tired. Yeah, yeah. You, you know fall, when you're fucking 15, you could stay up till the, 4 a.m. Yeah. But man, I gotta tell you, I think what you're doing with your podcast—not your podcast, with your blog—with <laughs> my podcast, with stuff. your podcast. But I think what you're doing with your blog is great because I know it's been an idea that you had brewing up for a long time. Like you said, you brought it up pretty much a year before you really did anything with it. Yep. And I think it adds a—I feel like it adds a lot of color, at least to the way I get my sports news now, because I, you know. Being somebody who's close with you and, you know, you shoot me the updates. I'm looking at the site every single day. And I know, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, and actually please put it as mm-hmm. it's properly supposed to be put. Really, like, almost like the end of the bench mission statement here is you guys are really just a straight fan's perspective. You're not trying to be like, hey, I'm the expert. I'm the Ian Rappaport. It's like, nah, I'm yeah. just the guy watching at the bar like you. Here's what I see. Right. That's exactly it. Like, our mission or well, my mission for it. And I think everyone who has written for me has really followed it. Is I don't want to come off saying like I know more than you. 
like I'm an expert. Like I don't have sources. My sources are Bleacher Report, ESPN, Twitter, like all the random shit that you guys follow. I follow too. Like I said, <laughs> like I literally I react to other people's reactions almost. You're like second wave. You're yeah. like second wave. It's like yeah. guys like Rappaport. I guess are like the first wave, yeah. and then the end of the bench is second. Like, wave. Like what I want the end of the bench to be is like basically a written conversation of what you would talk about with your friends at the bar or like while you watch the game. And honestly, it, that makes it so easy to digest. Yeah. You know, because people aren't talking to me in a language I can't understand or aren't right. referencing things that I don't know. Right. You guys are really just kind of talking about it right on the surface. And I think that's kind of where all journalism is moving. We're almost moving towards like a reactionary journalism. Yeah. The, the old wave of, you know, I don't want to say that ESP, things like ESPN are dead. But there's more seats at the table now. There's room at the table for guys like you and everybody at the end of the bench. Right. Because there is getting your baseline news, but then there's reactionary news. Yeah. You know, when Pat Milano writes about Robinson Cano, you're seeing how a Mets fan is reacting <clears throat> to Mets news. Yeah. You know, and I think I think that's very special. Um, and I hope that what you're doing has inspired ripples through your network for people to do stuff like that too i hope so i mean i told one of my friends was like so like what do you like what do you want to accomplish like through the end of the bench and i'm like honestly like i love when people like shoot me a text like hey i really liked what you wrote but like what i want and what would mean more to me is like what andrew did like when he reached out and was like hey like i want to write something for you like if because that's that's my goal like if i can get you to say I like what you're doing and like, I want to be a part of it. Like that's gravy. Cause like, I want to, I want to write as much as I can, but like, I'm honest, like I'm busy. Yeah. So like, if I could give you, if I could like get other people to contribute to, like I'm more than happy to like share to share the wave with them. So and that's also anybody out there who's listening. <laughs> if you, if sports are circling around your mind often, there's a, there's a guy right here who wants to know what you're thinking. Yep. And if uh, he likes what you're thinking enough, he'll publish you. And it could literally be anything. There you go. Anything. That's an open, that's an open mean, invitation. Tomorrow we'll post something on the site. I sat down with my sister and we just did, she's an athletic trainer. We did an interview of like what it's like to be an athletic trainer, why she chose it. Oh, that's awesome. We get into some of the most gruesome injuries she's seen. Um, that was tough to write because she just rattles off like scientific shit. And I'm like, Allie, you got to calm down. Like, no one's going to read that. We need, yeah, we need layman's terms. Yeah. But that's part of your job, though, is to break it down so that the, you know, the average reader can digest it. Yeah, I try. You should see my notes for it. It's like, yeah, it's probably wild, this, huh? this equals very bad. <laughs> and then I tried, to fig- I, tr- I tried to figure out a better way to word it. <laughs> Well, let me ask you, before the end of the bench, did mm-hmm. you did you write often? Or yeah. yeah. I wrote I wrote a lot as a kid. Um What were some of the stuff you'd write about? I used to write I used to like to write poetry just about random shit that was going on. Um but then as I got older it turned into more of a stressory thing. Um so basically like how you're starting to like stream your video games and stuff, like yeah. I would basically like if something was going on in sports, like I would write about it anyway, just to, like relax. Mm-hmm. So, like, I took the approach that you took, like, I'm going to do this anyway, so I might Miles as well just share it. it. Yeah. And, I mean, it doesn't cost me anything to do. I mean, I, you know, I pay you because you're, you're worth every cent. Thank you, sir. But that's, that's it. I mean, so I'm helping out a friend, and I'm doing something I like, and then I'm helping other people do what they like. Well, it's, yeah, do you, like I home said, run. you're sending those ripples through a network, and yep. you're absolutely right. It is a home run. But do you find that, because I'm glad you said you did it kind of as a stress reliever. Yeah. Um. Do you find writing to be a really good uh, cathartic activity? Yeah, it's either writing or video games. Yeah, both of them yeah. do very well. One's yeah. both are very they're very engaging, you know. Yeah, I mean, my mom told me she's like, you've always been good at like finding like your center, your, like your center, like your piece. Like I have a good ability to be like, all right, like I gotta take a step back, I gotta like deep breath, I just gotta do something else, mm-hmm. um, and it that something else is usually writing or just fucking around on PlayStation. And do you find that creating a habit out of writing when you're stressed has 
helped you better formulate your thoughts during those stressful times? Like, are you more composed in your thoughts through stress because you've made a habit out of writing? It depends how stressed I am, because sometimes I, I, just, can... I just ramble on. There's just, a line. Like, I guess there, there's a line. I have, like, documents on my computer. It's just, like, you would think I, like, dropped something on my keyboard. That's, like, how oh, it, like, it makes no sense. But I just feel so much better after it. Well, you gotta vomit, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's the thing is I, I feel like a, a problem a lot of people have. I know it's a problem I definitely had was there's too much input, not enough output. Yeah. You know, because everywhere we look, there's a billboard, there's a, a, a radio station, there's a TV, there's a laptop that's inputting something into our brains that you almost forget to flip the table a little bit yeah. to, to, to create some output, whether you're writing to yourself or just having a conversation and deciding to throw it up on an app yeah you know no exactly exactly i mean you gotta at the end of the day you have to do stuff that makes you feel good yeah because like there's a whole lot of bad that's gonna go on like whether it's well, stress well, or well like, yeah dude li- or life anything. is so i mean i do something every day that just like even if i don't really want to do it i look at it and like is it gonna make me feel good and then i do it like i make my bed every morning before i go to work just like as a eat like a nice like little win Mm-hmm. to start the day because then you know the l i double i'm gonna hold that l when i <laughs> <laughs> so like i need to start i need to start one and oh no that's that's another thing that actually that changed my life my dad um when i when i um when i moved out into seaford he got me this book that was actually titled make your bed yeah uh written written by a, a navy seal um and it, it, it was exact everything. It's so funny. Everything you just said is exactly what he talks about in that book is the reason you make your bed in the morning is because you get the first win. Yeah. Before you leave your house, before anything, you get that first win so that when you come home at night, the bed's ready for you. Yeah. So it's a win in the morning and it's a win at night. Yeah. I mean, I, I do really like sleeping in an unmade bed. So like it, it like I kind of end on a loss, but like <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> to each their own, I suppose. So that sucks, but I start with a win. That that's what matters. <laughs> Definitely, because it kind of it sets the tone for the rest of your day. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. so that when you take that L on the L I R R, you you break even. <laughs> you're, you're broken even at that point. But what's that? Is it? I mean, I only commuted on the train for about three or four months of my life. That's all it takes to hate it. Dude. I guess so. <laughs> it you know, so for the first three months, I fucking loved it. Because I was just doing yeah. so much reading and I was oh, doing so yeah. much writing. I get so much shit done on the train, but yeah. it's like, I, I could have slept like two hours exactly. more. <laughs> and it's not like that. It's like, you know, if I, I could also just do this in my room if I had the time. Yeah, I could have just like woke up early and like hung out in bed and did this. But yeah. no, I got to be on the train. <laughs> <laughs> How long have you been working in New York City for? And what, what what do you do? I mean, you don't have to go into too much detail about your job, but. So I'm an I'm an accountant for a real estate investment firm in Harlem. Awesome. Um, so I've been Harlem on the come up, by the way. Definitely on the come. We just bought a 53 building portfolio all in Harlem. Wow. Um, so we are literally aggressive, expansion. literally come, literally on the come up in Harlem. That's awesome. Um, yeah, no, yeah, no, it's great. Um, but I've been there for a year and three months. Wow. Yeah. Good for you. 15 yeah. months. Yeah. So it was, it was big. It was big. Just had my, my annual review. That went well. and uh, I'm sure it went uh, great. Yeah, I mean, no, you're a highly no. competent individual. I'm, I mean, I'm okay. Yeah. I mean, bro, <laughs> <laughs> okay. you hold down a full-time job. You hold down the end of the bench. And most difficult, you hold down the LIRR. And grad school. And gra- oh, shit. Yeah, yeah I forgot school. about that. Yeah, How's dude. that going? What, what, are you, uh, what are you pursuing your master's in? Um, we did my MBA with a concentration in international business. And um, I'm, Tip top I'm, thinking, I'm thinking of, uh, of leadership. I was international business and finance. That's what I was geared towards. Um, but I think I'm going to switch out of finance with, uh, with leadership instead. What was the, uh, the catalyst to that switch? Um, I mean, I get enough finance during the day honestly <laughs> fair enough um but no like i'm not like when you're when you have like the finance part of it it's more of like what i don't really want to do with my career um but i just think like if i'm if i'm doing this like just for me mm-hmm. like because i really don't need it like i want it just for me i'm, I'm gonna do leadership because i just think that's gonna be cool, cool. You know, like it's gonna be what? worth the money hopefully what what, <laughs> what doors do you see that do you foresee that opening for you i hope it just gives me a leg up on like managerial roles and i'd imagine it yeah would. and just like stepping up and being in charge of people not in charge i mean that sounds harsh but like 
no, no, having, no. Having people under me that people I, need I, to be supervised. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Um, that that's what I hope for, and, and I think being a good leader just also makes you a better person and a better coworker, friend in general. Definitely. Um, so if, the, if it the, could accomplish that, that'd be great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> true. I've always believed that true freedom is the ability to choose what load you want to carry. Yeah. And leaders choose to carry the heaviest loads. Yeah. And uh, I apologize if that sounds dirty. No, you know, it's, it's <laughs> fine. Absolutely. It's, it's nothing that hasn't been said before on this pod. Uh, but much <laughs> worse has been said, that's for sure. I haven't repeated anybody yet either. Okay. So I got to ask you mm-hmm. the acclaimed question on the podcast, which yep. I've forgotten to ask like six or seven people, but I'm making a promise to the Landy Lodge. Yep. I'm going to ask this question to every, every guest. Scott Castellano... Are you or are you not Chip Gang? Uh, I'm more of a pretzel guy. <laughs> you thought that through, didn't you? I did. I did. Okay. I, was, I was ready for this question. This was the only thing you told me to prepare for. So I was like, all right, I'm going to prepare. And I got my zinger. And now... <laughs> uh, I didn't see that coming. Am I Chip Gang? I, I don't know, man. Yeah, I it's hard. Know. I mean, that's, a, that's the but answer like, I expect what, to get from most people. So, like, what is the advantage of having this chip? So, according to Elon Musk, okay. and that's who I'm gonna yep. who I'm gonna cite here, what he's working on with Neuralink is he wants you to be able to, like, you see how before I was trying to think of names that are funny in the NFL, yeah. Like I had to just pull it off the top of my head. With Neuralink, I'd literally be able to like scan the whole NFL roster in seconds because okay. I have the power and the speed of the internet in my brain. Would I it's, be able to predict LIRR fuck ups? So that I could work probably, from home. So I could work from home that day. You'd probably telepathically know exactly what the schedule was the second you woke up. I'll be chip gang. You'll be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's worth it. it it's worth it. There it is. All right. So uh, Elon, if you're listening, if it solve helps solve the LIRR problem, you're gonna get a lot of people yeah. in the Neuralink. I got at least like my train was canceled today. Oh shit! So yeah, like, you told me that. So already. it was delayed. It's not. It's like canceled and combined with like a train five minutes later. So, like, time-wise, it's nothing. But people-wise... That's the worst. Oh, my God. It's stacked. And I got down there, and it was, like... The train was at 6.10, so I got down there at 6.07. And I was like, all right, well, I'm not going to get a seat, but, like, everyone's going to be on the train already. train's not even there yet. I wa- it's, it's like a fucking, like, jungle down there. Oh, man. And I'm just imagine. like... I can only imagine. Dude. I'm like, God damn, I got Landy's pod, so, like, otherwise, I would have went upstairs to Rose and be like, I'll get the next <laughs> one. <laughs> like, I'm good. <laughs> well, I appreciate you taking the crowded train. But, bro, we could have delayed this if you needed it. Just for nah. future reference. If you want to go to Rose's and chill, we can push this. I don't go to bed till like, 11. <laughs> no, I got my Taco Bell. I'm good. There you go. What'd you get a Taco Bell? Yeah, and classic number nine, crunch wrap and a taco and the- Classic. Baja Blast. Classic. Oh, that two staples right you there. You gotta the have Crunch Wrap and the Baja. Gotta have the Baja Blast. Bro, uh, this has been a Kickstart house for a little while. Really? You get them out and do Kickstart. Oh, I don't know. I've never had it. Not, nah. I missed the Baja Blast. <laughs> I might go back to the Baja Blast. You but, gotta. But I, I gotta let you in on a little secret. Mm-hmm. The best item on that menu is the Beefy Fritos Burrito. Yeah, it is. One dollar. One dollar. One fucking dollar. Well, I liked what I liked was the beefy five layer one with the red Fritos in it. Oh, I remember that, but yeah. they don't do that anymore, right? No, but it, it came back this fall for like a little. Oh, I know. Because after after Fuck. after the wild card game, me and Joe, we were like, no matter what happens, like we're gonna either get beefy five layer burritos to cry or to <laughs> celebrate. Either way, the and beefy so five we, layers are constant. So we celebrated with them, and it was like. 2 30 in the morning i drive joe home with our food and it's i, the best time to I have get Taco Bell. he gets like three burritos i get a burrito and a griller and we're sitting there and we're like how do we know which one the griller is and which one isn't like and i'm like i oh, don't know i guess we're gonna have to like open up the like the wrap the like yeah, yeah. yeah and then like it's <laughs> it's like three weeks later and i text joe randomly i'm like joe the griller would have had the grill marks on it <laughs> <laughs> And he's like, what made you think of that? I'm like, I'm eating one right now, and I feel like a fucking idiot for not knowing this at 3 in the morning. <laughs> it was it was. Lit. I would have made the same mistake. I, am- I wasn't even thinking that. I'm so, I literally, as you're telling that story, I'm like, 
How, oh shit! How would you tell the difference? Yeah, because because you know they you know they save the environment. They only use one bag for oh, you know yes. no matter how much food you get, you get one bag. <laughs> <laughs> Are they doing that for the environment? No. Yeah. No. Just <laughs> yeah, probably. But Jesus. No, I've always loved the tradition that uh, after the first stolen base in the World Series, everybody gets a fucking free taco. Yeah, no, that, that's cool. Well, that's how they work you. They give you the free taco, and you end up getting the crunch wrap. Oh, yeah, because a taco is not enough. It's not going to fill you up. <laughs> well, did you hear um, this new Burger King promotion, the One Cent Whopper? Have you heard about this? No. So if you go into a McDonald's, which heads up everybody, if you go into a McDonald's and open the Burger King app, you can order a One Cent Whopper at Burger King. You just have to order it inside of a McDonald's. Really? How fucking like petty and genius is that at the same time? My mom is going to be so happy. Yeah, she yeah. loves the Whopper. She, well, she loves McDonald's too, but she loves Whoppers. She loves the Whoppers. Does she, she get cheese on them? Probably. Because this is how they work. <laughs> Probably. Joe ended up paying one dollar for a one cent Whopper because he wanted cheese and bacon. That's still worth it. It's still worth it, but it worked him. But still uh, worth it. It's still worth it, but. Yeah, I mean, if you just like if you just like plain Whoppers, you can get ten Whoppers for ten cents. You can get a. I mean, no, I think you can only order one Whopper. I don't know, but that's incredible. That's the current promotion. If you fucking order Burger King and a McDonald's, they'll give you a Whopper for one cent. That's good, and dude, you get the Whopper for one cent, and you get the fries from McDonald's. That's what Joe did, and you're good. Yeah. <laughs> you're good. Like that's awesome. But you know what's funny about that is that makes McDonald's money. So it's a middle finger right back at Burger King. Yeah, but like you just leave the fries in your car. Like they don't have. They don't, they don't have to know. know. They don't have to know shit. <laughs> They're good. Burger King fries suck. Anyway. I'm sure the NSA tells them. You know, they got they got some way to probably, <laughs> probably. <laughs> I mean, I I think I get target marketed for Taco Bell too much for someone to not be selling them my information. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Which, let me ask you. Mm-hmm. If you had the ability to collect information on the end of the bench, what would you do with that information? Would you sell it for profit? No. <laughs> no. Ladies and gentlemen, no. Scott Cast, not a dirty, not a dirty no, businessman here. I would use it to to help me make better content for everyone. You see, that's how it starts, Scott. Yeah, I mean, I'm that's sure. How <laughs> I, I, that's, that's how it's gonna. That's how I'm gonna. That's gonna be the official press the official release. Statement. Yeah, yeah. From the end of the bench, we only collect data to improve your experience. Uh, yeah, I mean, it depends how much money we're talking. Though. Exactly. I mean, <laughs> Everybody has a price. Yeah, like the Knicks. James James Dolan may have a price. Who knows? I hope so. They need new fucking owners. The things I do for the Knicks and Mets to have new owners. The best part. You Yankee fans don't know how good you got it. Steinbrenners aren't a prize. The kids, anyway. The, the father was, obviously. Mm-hmm. The kids aren't a prize, but, you know. Yeah. They let your GM spend money. <laughs> <laughs> like, come on. Yeah, no. The Yankees are doing it. all right I for themselves. It. I have it good. I have it good. Yeah. Yeah, and you know the crazy part is, like, I'm a Celtic fan, too. And Bro. I, I don't even, I can't even tell you the owner's name. But I think that's a good thing. Like I have this. Who cares? I think no. I think like it's kind of like refs. Like you don't. If you know a professional ref's name, that's not good for them. Right. Like that means they suck. Yeah. So like I know the Steinbrenners, but like that's a, a very influential well, family name in, in baseball. Yeah. yeah. And like it was on fucking Seinfeld. Like you you know the Wilpons because they're trash. Because they're tra- exactly. <laughs> like, they got, dude, I didn't care until they got ripped off in the Madoff deal. I was like, oh, great. You gave our money to a pyramid scheme. Exactly. Ticket price is going up. <laughs> no, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Typically, if you don't know who the owner is, it means they're not. Yeah. Not unless it's a like a, job. a store. Like, I mean, I can't even say a storage franchise. Celtics are a storage franchise. But definitely like if you're in like L.A., like everyone knows the Lakers and, and the stuff Dolans. like that. Yeah. And the Dolans. Everyone knows them. And uh, who who's the, is it? Bus, the owner of the. Uh, yeah. The bus. Man. The buses. Yeah. 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 Which, I think, uh, yeah, I think her name's Jeannie Buss. She does a great podcast with Theo Vaughn. Really? Yeah, it's worth checking out. Nice, nice. Like, I'm a big, big podcast guy on the train. That's dude, my, that's my thing. It's found time, man. That's my thing. It's found time. Yeah, that's when I listen to you. Yeah, that's when a lot of people listen to me usually, on their commutes. Usually on the train ride home. I yeah. Like, I like my sports in the morning and then I get you. All and, the news get is broken by that. Just to talk night. bullshit. <laughs> Which the the amount the the varied the the variant in people that I've had on this podcast has been astounding to me. Yeah. Like I look at all eleven, I'm like, these are all eleven very unique people, very different people. Yeah, I would say like 
I mean, me and Perkowski are the only ones that are, like, somewhat similar in terms of what we're doing. Yeah, I would um, agree. But, like, no one's like Petro. No one's like Petro. No one's like J-Rob, oh, who's my last I guess. Mean, no one will ever feel like J-Rob. Exactly. <laughs> J-Rob is one Which, of a kind. Did you hear him talk about softball in the oh, podcast? Oh, yeah. J-Rob, I got something for you. If you're listening... <laughs> um, Everyone knows you don't pay attention when you pitch. Like that's not a secret. Like, you were not breaking news there on, <laughs> on the podcast. I, but um. But now you know he's saluting the trees. He's, dude, I was dying. Yeah. I was. I I actually listened to that at work instead of on the train, and I was I was just dying in my seat. My boss, like, he sits right next to me. Oh God. And he's like, he's like, yo, Scott, those numbers funny. I'm like, dude, they're hilarious. <laughs> I think uh, Dan Muller hit me up, too. He was telling me he was dying during that thing, which I'm going to have him on here soon, too. Um, yeah, because he posts a lot of uh, A lot, lot of, of drum stuff videos yeah, and yeah. stuff, yeah. I keep I, 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 I try telling him putting them on YouTube. I feel like they do well on there, but, you know, Dan's, yeah. a, Dan's a grown-ass man. But maybe, his own decisions. maybe those little brief clips on Instagram are a little better. They're definitely better. Yeah. Like, the YouTube is almost like a might-as-well thing. Right. Which, right. But, no, the uh, the clips it puts on Instagram are just awesome. Yeah. No, all, like, all the covers. I like listening to that stuff. Yeah. And I don't really like that music, but, like, anytime I see someone, like, my age, someone cool like that. Hell yeah. Like, it's... it's well, awesome. what's cool about listening to videos like that with Dan is, like, you get to hear that song, but then you, you almost get to hear the drums brought to the front. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's a very interesting way to listen to a song. The best part, have, like, for, the, best part for me is that I don't even know the song he's playing. There you go. So it's a fresh <laughs> All I'm hearing is the drums. I'm like, oh, damn, that's cool. And then I'm going to listen to someone. I'm like, nah, that's not for me. But yeah. I'll listen to Dan play. <laughs> like, it's fine. Just fair enough. He's a he's a hell of a player, too. Yeah. Great drum player. But um, speaking of softball, mm-hmm. speaking of softball, the to, all, to all the me-seeks listening out there, whoa, what is your favorite part? Being somebody who's usually a spectator of sports, mm-hmm. finding a way, which I know you're also, you're also in a bowling league too, so you can kind of group that in with this, mm-hmm. finding a way now that we're older to still get out and play recreational sports. What, what importance do you find in still being able to do that? It's fun. Yeah. It's fun. Like the, It's not work. Like, what, like Monday to Friday, everyone's working mm-hmm. for the most part. Like, you need that little, you need that day. Like, I love sun, sun, uh, softball Sundays. Softball Sundays. Because I play, in the summer, I play with us in the morning. And then I have my other team in the afternoon, too. That's a sick day. So, I'm just doing softball Woo! all day. <laughs> Dude, that must, feel, that must feel good when you go to bed that night, though. Yeah. Um, you must Mon- sleep like a, like a fucking Mon- rock. Monday's man. tough. I'd imagine. <laughs> Monday's You don't have to climb any tough. stairs, do you? Oh, yeah, I do. Oh, man, okay. Dude, I'm playing this uh, in Connecticut. I'm playing the softball tournament in January inside. And Whoa. It's, and it's, uh, it's, an over, it's an overnight tournament. What? And when I say overnight, I mean, like, it starts at 11 o'clock p.m. and ends at 6 in the morning. What? Yeah. Dude, I'm yo, so, you got you to gotta take I'm, pictures and I shit. Like, so, yo. I'm so excited. My friend told me about it, and I was like, oh, damn. That sounds amazing, I'm like, dude. damn, I don't know if I'm like. The hours between three and five, like those are gonna be rough. That's gonna, that is gonna be <laughs> those are gonna be rough. You know what? Actually, that might be the time because I don't know. I'm, I mean, we've all pulled our all nighters. There's usually a point, and I find this point at about four, four thirty, yeah. where your body and mind just say, "All right, just, fuck it. Yeah. I guess, I guess we're just doing this thing." Yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So who knows? Maybe by then you'll you'll be in cruise control mode. Yeah, he said like, they did one the other week, and they're like, "Yeah, we like napped in between games." I'm like. No, like that, if I, if I nap, I'm not waking up. Like I'm, I'm gonna be useless after that nap. <laughs> <laughs> well, they definitely don't do any drinking because that'll put you to sleep too. No, which no. I'm finding now that I'm older, like alcohol just puts me to sleep. I don't dude. know. Maybe like 4 a.m. I may need a shot or something. Yeah, that'll spark you up. That'll, <laughs> I may need, I may need a, a little bit. something. But, um, I gotta tell you, now that we uh, have crossed the one hour mark, mm-hmm. it's time for us to wrap this up a little bit. Damn. But before we wrap it up, mm-hmm. um, I want to ask you, and you can elaborate this as, on as long as you want, mm-hmm. where do you see the future of the end of the bench, and what would you like to see from the people following you? Oh, that's tough. Um, so for the future of the end of the bench, I want, I obviously want to create more content um, than I have. I mean, right now we average like two to three posts a week usually. Um, I want to get that up to at least five. Um, and I want to be able to tackle more sports um, than we have. Um, 
we've kind of neglected the NFL. Um, we neglected the NHL. Um, a but you did bit. put you did put your first NHL article. Yeah, this week, yeah. Right? Having Andrew is is huge because he's definitely a hockey guy. Um, whereas I try to be. I mean, I'm wearing the rain shirt right now, um, but I, I that's not my forte. Mm-hmm. Um, so really, like the goal for the end of the bench is for me to get more comfortable with other sports too, um, to be able to relay content out related to those, um, and. I just want, like, from everyone who reads it, um, just keep reading it. <laughs> Let me know you like it. <laughs> um, and just share it with your friends. I mean, eventually, um, I know Pat has approached me. He wants to eventually do, like, a podcast thing with me. Oh, sick. With it. Um, it's something that I'm considering. I need I need the ability to have a equipment like this. Mm. Um, and then... I need more time to, to do it also. But, gotcha. And I'd be more than um, happy to help you guys yeah. with any of that. Um, but, yeah, that's that's it. I mean, I just hope everyone keeps reading or starts reading. Um, you can find it. It's at, definitely worth it. Yeah, you find it at theendofthebench.com. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram, at ScottCast. I post every time a new, uh, new post goes up. Um, and I have a, a great interview with Allie up um, probably tomorrow morning for you guys to read. And she works in like athletic physical therapy, or she is it? no, no, no. See, see, that's that's part of the interview. Yeah, yeah she, okay. She is an athletic trainer um, uh, at Sunio Westbury and for the New York Wizards, which is a professional lacrosse team. I was gonna say it's a lacrosse yeah. team. Awesome. Yeah. Is it New York Lizards or Long Island Lizards? It used to be Long Island, but it changed to it changed New York. to New York. They yeah. want that New York market. Yeah. All right, good for them. Well, and they played Hofstra, and tickets are mad cheap. So really, how, how much tickets? 10 bucks but 10 bucks if, but if you text me i can get i can get out i'll hook you up Ooh, i hope <laughs> you heard that all right so we're gonna wrap it up there everybody that's scott cast you can follow him at at scott cast and again the end of the just for your sports updates scott thanks for coming on we're gonna have you on again real soon man thanks for having me big My fan pleasure.